Started in sin. Uh, when we, we first met him, we was living in up, sin. Shacking up. We were pregnant out of wedlock. Um, and when we came to the church, like Apostle, the man he is, the true man of God he is, corrected us. And in that correction, we could not receive it, so we left the church. Yeah, and I wasn't going to receive it, not coming from another man, because I felt like I was a man of my own, standing on my own two feet, and I wasn't going to allow, especially not a pastor to tell me anything just just based off the examples that i've seen growing up in the projects and the neighborhoods that it was so many churches in our just in our project i can count five alone right off the top of my head that they weren't in the neighborhood they wasn't serving the people outside of the church just seeing the things and the example that apostle has said and showing that what a true man of god really is it have opened my eyes and opened my heart to a lot of things you know I didn't really, I didn't like him when I first met him, you know, uh, just letting alone he, him telling me, hey, you need to move out, y'all ain't doing right now. I was like, you know, that African crazy, you know, he ain't right, you know, so, you know, long story short, we, we continue to live on in sin. And we did for a while, and then um, we were pregnant with Riley, and I remember we were about, maybe about five, six months pregnant, and, um, the um, doctor had told us that she wasn't going to live to be two months old. And at the time, they were saying, you guys are young. You know, you can have another baby. Just terminate the pregnancy. And in my mind, I'm like, no, I want this baby. If she two months or two days, she my baby. And I remember my mom saying, you guys need to go talk to Apostle. Like, these things were happening because of our rebellion, you know. And at the time, we didn't know. We were so green we had no clue that this was just not a church on the corner like every church on the corner this was not that and when you put your mouth on god's anointed things just start unraveling in your life i used to always hear my grandmama saying you know baby give it to jesus he'll take care and i like grandma i hear what you're saying but i gotta get this money and she used to always say baby i'm praying for you you don't need to be in them streets but just coming full circle just to realize how God have had his hands on me and had my spiritual father already set up in place for me, for someone that was going to be able to correct me and to tell me like it is. Because my father, we didn't have a relationship, you know. Neither of us had you know, So just listening to another man telling me what to do, it was my, my, my spirit was taking it, but my mind was like, hey, he put on his pants just like me. I ain't here and all that. I wasn't on really going back because, like I said, I didn't grow up in the church. But, like I said, after my 35th birthday, uh, we parted hard, you know. We didn't even know how we got home. You know, we just know the grass, the truck was parked in the grass, and we was at home. We didn't know how we got home. But I remember waking up the next morning, and my spirit just didn't feel right. And I was just like, Lord, I can't do this no more. And this overwhelming spirit came on me. And, but it wasn't the Lord's voice that I heard, it was Apostle's voice that I heard. So 
we, I think a couple Sundays we started going and we was going and it wasn't boring to me no more because usually I'd be sitting in church like, man, I wish this man, this man can talk a lot. Can you hurry up? You know, you know, football about to come on. But then it get to the point like I wanted more. I wanted more. I wanted more. And my spirit's like, that's your spiritual father right there. And it was just, like I said, it's just been a, just been a blessing just to, just to hear his teaching and him coming. It's just not him saying that he can go to the Bible and point it out and show it to you. So that made it real to me. You know, not only, you know, I'm not big on your words. I'm big on your action. Just seeing his actions of him keep going and keep going and keep going after life happened. He just keep going. It was just like, that's my spiritual father. You know, it was it was bigger than that to me. As the years went on, I was like, he's more than a spiritual father. He became more like a father figure to me. Yeah, you know, we came back. Yeah. Um, we told him what happened. And like I said, we don't even remember us. And that's that's the true man of God that I know. Like, we're not even members. And the love that he has. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. It's just the love that he has is um and you're not even you're not even under the covenant. And we went and um, told him what happened, and um, he prayed. And I never remember forget because I was crying really hard. And if you know Apostle, he was like, "What you crying for?" <laughs> and I don't know what you mean. Like, I don't know him that well at this time. And I'm like, "What do you mean?" They just told me my baby not gonna live to be two months old. And he said. He prays it is done. Go back to the doctor. And we went and we're sending this long ultrasound and this little girl is in my stomach waving at me. Yeah. Like mommy, I'm okay. Yeah. And now she is 13. And she's been speaking in tongues since she was seven. And she's on fire for God. And she's gaining souls for the kingdom of God. And it's amazing because just think if we didn't have the unction or someone in our life to tell us. Y'all need to own it. Y'all need to repent. Yeah. Y'all need to go back. And I remember saying after all of that happened, that's my apostle. I'm very grateful that I have, that God has spared my life to, to see it. You know, a lot of folks want to wait and hear God's voice thunder to them. and and But God uses a man, like he said and said, and he used an apostle to show us how to walk even in our darkest times, say even when we lose someone, he's telling us continue to push on, to continue to move. God's gonna continue to use you yeah. and bless your socks off in the midst of this. Yeah. And I just, I just thank him for it. You know, I thank him for helping me become a better husband because that's like she, she can testify like we don't, we don't even know how we continue to. <laughs> Thirteen years. Just I'm just sitting there like 13 years with one woman. I was like, there is a God. There is a God. One woman, I'm sitting there like 13 years and not tired of her, you know. So I'm but just, it's the truth. Yeah, I life. mean, you know, and not gassing you up, Pop, but you're the truth. You know, you're a true man of God that I want to follow. That I I, I want to follow. I remember it specifically uh, because it's, it was on a Saturday uh, and uh, Shanique was out of the house. Uh, she needed a break. And so it was just myself and Samuel. And Samuel was about five months old at the time. 
And as any young first-time parent will tell you, babies, you have to do everything for a baby. You have to feed them, clothe them, clean them. They can do nothing for themselves. And so after about five months of it, it was starting to wear on me a little bit. That combined with not having my wife at the house, I was scrambling. And uh, this particular Saturday, remember, we're fasting, so I've had nothing to eat, nothing to drink but water. And so, you know, it, it, there's a lot going on. And on this particular Saturday, Samuel is just very irascible. He is crying. He is having a fit. And nothing I did worked. If I gave him a clean diaper, that didn't work. I gave him a warm bottle, that didn't work. I changed his clothes, that didn't work. I tried to hold him, hug him, rock him to sleep, that didn't work. I tried to talk to him, that didn't work. Nothing worked. And in the height and in the midst of my frustration and anger, I made a statement. And I thank God now uh, that statement is covered by the blood of Jesus. But I made a very, very critical, very terrible statement. So I looked at my son and I said, Samuel, if you don't stop acting like this, you're going to be the only child. You're not going to get any brothers or sisters. Immediately after I made that statement, now mind you, I made that statement, I was upset. But immediately after I made that statement, I knew that something was off uh, spiritually. About, but I didn't, honestly, I didn't think anything of it. I really didn't. Um, you know, I did the typical, okay, Lord, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I'm sorry. And I moved on. You know, we went to church later that night and we finished the fast. The fast was glorious. You know, I there were what I knew then at the time I hadn't seen any effects of it. So I'm thinking everything is fine. And later that month, I believe it was January 27th, mm -hmm. uh, my wife greeted me with some fantastic news uh, that she was pregnant and was expecting our second child. And so God is such a good God. Um, during that time, I was with a new doctor and went there on the 27th because I missed my period. My you know, test results says that I'm pregnant. But the day I was actually going to the doctor's office, my period came. And I'm like, okay, something's off. It doesn't make any sense. So did all this test, um, testing and all this good stuff. And they called me back and left me a voicemail. I don't remember, you know, if it was a voicemail or I spoke with someone, but she was like, you know, um, the numbers don't look right. Looks like you have an atopic pregnancy. I don't know what that was. I looked it up and I was like, oh, you mean there's a baby that's growing outside of my womb and should be inside? And I was like, okay, I'm not sure how I'm supposed to take that. I'm not sure if that was the person who was supposed to call me and tell me something like that. So, you know, of course, upset about, you know, how they delivered the message, everything about the whole situation and not being professional about it. But also, you know, pretty much at the end of the day, knowing that you have had a miscarriage. And so for us, um, it was devastating. And, you know, everybody was like, oh, you know, you're five months in, you know, it's maybe not time or whatever. But of course, for me, it was devastating because at the end of the day, that's life that God gives. And it doesn't matter when it comes. He knows the right time. And so, um, you know, when that happened, that was really sad. And we were able to, you know, get over it. At, and we did share it at that time, you know, with the apostle. 
Then fast forward to April, um, I believe around like the 24th, we had, uh, went to Florida for um, a wedding. And, you know, at the time, I got a positive test again. And then my period came exactly how it happened the time before. Had a different doctor, similar experience. They went in, the ultrasound person came back to me. She's like, well, you know, I don't see anything there. And I was like, okay. And so, you know, just really bad news upon bad news with this whole situation. And, you know, during that time, it was sad and it was a lot and it was overwhelming. But in that moment, God showed up and shared with my husband the, the error, error that we have made in that situation, which was, you know, that comment that he made, you know, five months earlier. And so that comment five months earlier out of frustration caused two miscarriages within five months. But now we were like, okay, we have to get help. We, this is not normal. And so, you know, at first my help solution was let's go to a specialist because there's something wrong with my womb. That's why I'm not having any children. And then Tony's like, there is nothing wrong with you. We're going to apostle. An apostle is going to so show us what's wrong. And he's going to let us know what we need to do to fix this error that we have made. And I texted apostle the complete unvarnished truth. I told him how back in January during the fast, um, I just did not know what to do. I made that comment out of anger and frustration and how my wife has had two miscarriages since then. And Apostle, he told me the truth. He said, yes, Antonio, this is a problem. This is a mess. And you need someone uh, with an office that is going to be able to have the spiritual authority to release you uh, from the words and from the curse uh, that you've placed over you and your son and your house. Apostle also told me in that message, he said, you know, there's a specific seed uh, that you need to bring to the altar to God in order for God to release you uh, from this. He says, I know what it is, but you need to pray and ask God what that seed amount is and bring it uh, for God to be able to release you. I prayed and Shalik prayed about what the seed amount was and we both received the same number and we confirmed it with each other and without hesitation we went to the bank we got it and in faith we prepared it and we had it ready uh to bring to the altar um to present it to god so that god could release could release me uh from the curse that i had pronounced um over my house and so the very next day, um, after service, um, like Apostle indicated, uh, he will be willing. He will be willing to meet with me um, and to speak with me about what's going on. And when he met with me, he corrected me, um, like a father does a son, um, lovingly, but still he corrected me. And you know, he told me, among other things, you know, how many times do I have to tell you that? <laughs> It's what you say that matters. Yeah. You're the priest of your house. You're carrying the seed. You're carrying the covenant. Mm -hmm. It's what mm -hmm. you say yeah. that matters. Yeah. And the interesting part about that is that particular comment that I made, I actually had heard my wife make it plenty of times. 
but there were no issues when she made it. I made that comment once and it creates this huge issue. But the beautiful thing about Apostle is that he loves us. And as he was correcting me, the Spirit of God showed up as he was correcting me, even before, even before he presented my seed to God uh, on my behalf. Mm -hmm. And I remember Apostle even make, making the remark, saying, yes, you know, God just showed up. And I, it, it was like a heat, like just this presence. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, before we even presented the seed, God showed up. Um, and so even in all of that, you know, having a spiritual father that's able to minister to you, to correct you, you know, there's grace yeah. in that. There's Amen. grace that was released uh, in that moment. The first miscarriage happened in January, the second one in April. In May was when we did the um, meeting with Apostle and uh, went down to the altar and sold our seed. So May happened, and then um, in October, he made a declaration or he gave us instructions to place our hands on our stomach and if we were pregnant or believe in God. I, I have this unction. These are unusual things, and that's why I love the realm of glory by the Holy Spirit, because Satan can't plan for it. <laughs> what I'm about to do, I've never done. But as, as I asked the saxophonist to prophesy, the Holy Spirit said to me, tell all pregnant women to lay their hands on their stomach for special grace and impartation. He says, I am ministering to the unborn. I've never heard of any such thing. Hallelujah. Glory. Hey! Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. I know, I know, I know we, uh, hey, see, come on, see Christ, bless the Lord, come on, if you're pregnant, if you can stand or whatever, just put your hands on your stomach, they're going to play that thing one more time, there'll be an impartation of glory, who knows what God is correcting, unknown to you, unknown to me, unknown to any doctor, hallelujah, the breakthrough went forward, hey, hey, I had the unction, but I was disobedient to the unction because I was still sad about, you know, the miscarriages that I've had and I didn't want to get my hopes up. And so I really just, I didn't do it. I wasn't obedient. And my husband was sitting beside me and he looked over and he's like, Put your hand in the stomach. <laughs> and I was like, okay. You know, I was like, okay, Lord, I, I heard you because, you know, you told me, but I didn't hear you. But I, I, I definitely hear you now. And so um, I was obedient to, you know, put my hand on my stomach and believe God in that moment that God has blessed my womb. I mean, it was nothing that you can even explain about the feeling that I, it wasn't a feeling. It was just, it was a healing that took place. And so all those thoughts that I had, 
that I needed to go to a specialist, there was something wrong with me. I mean, in that moment where I placed my hand on my stomach, when I got up, whatever was going on, whatever issue there was, it was gone. I was delivered, I was set free. I came home, I told Antonia, I said, I am healed. Whatever apostle declared over our lives, when he asked us to touch our stomach, we are delivered and set free. I'm delivered, I'm set free. There's no issues, there's no concerns. I'm pregnant, you know? And so I just believed God from that day that it has happened. And so this was October. And so I was like, all right, God, you know, I'm pregnant, you know, I'm pregnant. So, you know, November came around and I'm like, okay, I'm testing because I know for sure I'm pregnant. And, um, and in that moment, he said, you know, you believe me, but you, but don't doubt, don't doubt in that. It's like, it's like a constant. If you believe that you're pregnant, there's no need to be constantly testing, testing, testing. You believe me that you're pregnant. It's just like apostle talks about the testimony of somebody being healed. And it's like, you're constantly checking. Is your foot still hurting? Is your foot still hurting? No, you believe God that has happened. And so I remember in December on the 20, 20th, um, testing, you know, um, I was like, you know, I was like, okay, you know, Pierre's not here, you know, maybe pregnant. And the Lord specifically told me, he said, check back in six days. And in six days or five days, it was, um, Christmas day. And that's the day he told me to go back and test again. And at midnight, <laughs> on Christmas Day, I said, Lord, I'm not waiting one more second. I went and I tested, and that thing said positive, and I was grateful to God Amen. because he answered our prayers. We knew that that would not be a miscarriage because God has already delivered us. He's already set us free from the things that has bound us for them, those things that we have said that has kept us bound. God had delivered us and set us free. So I knew on that day, on Christmas Day, that he gave us this baby. He gave us Timothy, Isaac, John, Stanfield for his glory and for his honor. And so I thank God for Apostle. I thank God for him listening to God and for God letting him know what needs to be done to make the correction that we have this baby walking around here glorifying, praising God. He's such a happy baby, so excited about life every single day and I just want to thank God thank for his Lord. goodness and his mercy and his thank grace you. and his faithfulness thank in our lives. God, we honor you, we bless you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Amen. Beloved, Resurrection House for All Nations is driven by the covenants of God. Have you ever heard of any such thing? God taught me the secrets that drive the grace he has placed on this ministry. And one of those is that once a year, all my sons and daughters will honor him in me by bringing an offering, giving testimonies of glory as it has been made manifest in their lives. God also instructed us that Families in this ministry will come to the altar on Thanksgiving with a Thanksgiving offering unto him <laughs> to appreciate him for our year. And this year, this Thanksgiving, 
it was just something totally different because before we thanked him for what he has done, but now he says, thank me for what I'm about to do. We are sowing into our future. We're opening the door. Our offering will be foreigners to lead us into a new season we've never known. That's what I'm ready for. That's what my neck is out. I'm praying with hope and expectation, with zeal. Listen to these testimonies. See how a couple would have rebelled and, and when I give them a word to separate because they were shacking up. The young man even said, can this African take a punch? He would have lost his life had he punched me. And you know, only a few weeks they discovered that the child in the womb had this incurable disease and they had to, you know, eat the uh, whatever, eat crow or whatever, or say it and come back to me. And, uh, and they repented to the Lord on the altar and I said a simple prayer. And God healed that child in utero. And now she's in middle school or even high school, I don't know. It's an amazing thing. These testimonies are powerful. May they change your life. May they show you, in the second instance, how in anger the father spoke and literally cursed his own family, telling his new son that's crying uncontrollably that if he continues to act like this, he will have no siblings. And all of a sudden, his wife started miscarrying. I told him, no, you need to come meet me at the altar because now you as the priest and the head of your house, curse yourself. Now you need somebody with an office higher than you to free you from what you have said. And they obeyed. Many of you will refuse and start arguing. <laughs> like the couple, they were told to put a seed in the ground for them to conceive. And they said, what kind of thing is that? No, let's conceive first and then we'll bring it. I said, okay, fine. <laughs> Practice your own, then your frustrations will baptize you and bring you to some sense. They came to the altar and obeyed and I released them from that curse. And then God honored their faith. And now they have other children, you know, that have now come forth and will, will come forth. Amen. Are you learning? Are you experiencing the grace of God? I don't think there's a better way to end this week. May the testimonies of glory encourage you. May the testimonies of glory inspire you. May the testimonies of glory cause your faith to rise. May we celebrate the Lord our God together for greater miracles, greater signs and wonders, greater light and understanding. Thank you, Jesus, for such a time as this. That we are alive, testifying of the goodness and the greatness of our God. Amen and amen. Write to us today. Put your seed in the ground. Connect with resurrection for a breakthrough you've never known. Call the prayer line, 770-994-3777. The prayer ministers agree with you and release grace unto you on my behalf. God bless you. Be strengthened. Come worship with us. Don't let the enemy trick you and drive you away. Come worship. Come put you. Your, your feet or your roots down, you will experience greater grace and glory. God bless you. We love you. It's been a great week. Thank God that you humbled yourself to listen. We 
your praise. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen.